have 18. I don't have 14. This is Tom Anthony, the composer. Here we go. Everybody tuned up? Here we go. Turn the world down with her smile Who can take a nothing day And suddenly make it all seem worthwhile Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it With each glance and every little movement you show Signal from an 80s walkie-talkie. The sheriff's turned off. It's off. All Funny, it's warm. Just like a real hand. Their part in the recording of the theme song. Brand new television series. Might as well be, Dylan. State-of-the-art animatronics enhanced with bio-organic grafting, bull tendons, nerve bundles from a live Doberman. Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Wow. You're listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Please keep listening to Ken's last of the radio extravaganza created live right now while you're listening, improvised, and going on until 7 o'clock tonight. Is it alive, Daddy? I think it is alive. Ken's last of the radio extravaganza. You can't wait. You have to say something. Send email. Ken at counterfolk.com. Eventually you might call 472-5667. See what happens that way. Wow. Chuck! Uh, you must have picked up a signal from an 80s walkie-talkie. The shirt's turned off? It's off. Funny, it's warm. Just like a real ham.
today our fellow citizens, our secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, our way of life, the very worst of human nature. Join with all those who want despicable acts of terror in our world. All that is good cannot touch the foundation of the mountain. And no one will keep that life in shame. Thank you. Good night. And God bless you. The United States has aided, trained, and harbored terrorists, including my questions, 30 of them were academic, and 385 of them were attitudes. When the district took the EQA, they got back a list from the state of where they fit with other districts in the goal. They had to write their long-range plan in order to change their curriculum to have their children achieve the minimum positive attitude. Well, how did they do that? What did they change? The state said, we'll help you. And they brought in technical assistance, either in person or in what were called resources for improvement packets that the state made available to the district. Those packets included lists of what were called validated programs. Those are programs from all over the country that had been tested by the federal government and had been proven to change the behaviors and attitudes of children in a specific subgroup. All. Um, white male children with two parents who make less than $20,000 a year. All black female children in a single parent family who make more than $50,000 a year. They could divide the children up into what were called targeted subgroups based on your race, on gender, on ability level, 
on education of the parents, on socioeconomic status. And the programs were tested and then declared validated, meaning that they were proven to work to change the behaviors and attitudes of children in that subgroup. And that's what has been happening in Pennsylvania education since the 1960s. If we don't have a football team At least we never have to write a theme No okay. classes, no professors, no traditions I found this ball in the street. Does it belong to any of you? Yes, it's mine. Here you go. Thanks for getting my ball out of the street. You're welcome, Jackson. Helping people is all a part of being a police officer. I see police officers directing traffic by my school every day. Do you ever do that? Yes, I do. That's how we help cars and people use the street safely. One, I got lost in a crowd of people, and a police officer helped me find my mom. You can always count on a police officer whenever you need help. Who can turn the world on with a smile? You can take a nothing day Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it With each glance and every little movement you show State-of-the-art animatronics enhanced with bio-organic grafting Old tendons, nerve bundles from a live building My favorite part of the job. The police are people who are the next young Each and every day. If you'd like to help people, then joining the police is a okay. Cause people helping other people is what this world's about. And police are surely people. That's absolutely right. A witch teacher is a person who gets help each and every day. If you'd like to help people, then being a teacher is a-okay. Should I be Dylan? Created the art animatronics, enhanced with bio-organic grafting, old tendons, nerve bundles from a live doberman. Because they were not matches at all, according to us. We didn't even bother going down that road. Whoa. The names were vastly different. We're finding out, going county to county, finding out that at least 15%, at least 15% of the people removed from the voter rolls were innocent of any crime. That's 8,000 voters. Half of them are black. 93% of all black voters in Florida voted Al Gore. Well, you do the arithmetic. And there's, there's the president. Catherine Harris, who's in charge of the entire voter purge hey, project. Max! She's Meyer. also the, the uh, co-chair of the George W. Bush for President campaign in Florida. So. Clayton Roberts, the director of... What do you do? 
The state of Florida would not spend a hundred thousand dollars in voter education, but the state of Florida spent four million dollars identifying felons. Then, county election supervisors found another flaw. Ex-offenders from other states who had their voting rights restored were also purged. My rights were taken from me. My rights were stripped. Unlike other people, when I came from New York City, I came from New York City, I had rights to vote. But when I went to vote one day, and applied to vote, I was told that I couldn't vote. I said, what do you mean I can't vote? because you're a felon. I said, I know you're a felon. I had to look in the heart Well, felons in this state can't vote. They mentioned that they wrote a note to Catherine Harris's office saying, well, you're not supposed to purge these people, are you? They got back from Jeb Bush's office saying, if there's someone from another state who comes into Florida with his civil rights but may have had a record, they have to ask Jeb Bush for permission to vote. Pull down on my levers for the person of your choice. You're also choosing state electors. You will have the final voice of your choice. You're also choosing state electors. You will have the final voice. They're called Electoral College State Electors. You will have the final voice. They're called Electoral College Electors. You will have the final voice. They're called Electoral College Electors. You will have the final voice. They're called Electoral College Electors. You will have the final voice. They're called Electoral College Electors. You will have the final voice. They're called Electoral College Electors. You will have the final voice. They're called Electoral College Electors. 
who will have the final voice. They're called the Electoral College and Priest. Who will have the final voice? They're called the Electoral College and they'll need to stipulate who the voters have selected to be the winner in each state. That position has been rejected by the state Supreme Court, by a federal court. It was clearly illegal for them to insist that people have to go through the process if they came from another state in which their rights were automatically restored. Over 2,800 ex-felons who had moved to Florida and whose voting rights had been restored were illegally purged from the voter rolls. Our curriculum has been moving away from academics and into minimum positive attitudes since the EQA. And the EQA is still driving the curriculum because districts used it for long-range planning up till 1989. Why did they stop? They stopped because a mother down in Washington County named Anita Hose had a son who took the EQA. He came home and said, Mom, this test is really weird. She said, you must be wrong. I'm going to go down to the school and look. And she went down to the school and she said, I, I want to see the test. And they said, no. And she said, see, I'm the mommy. I'm allowed to see the test. And they said, no, you're not. It's a secure test. Nobody's allowed to see a big fine. You can see it. Mrs. Hope um, is the type of person that when you say no, she flunked focus of control. <laughs> Made her want to do it more. Very important. The show is about people, things. A wood doctor is a person who gives help each and every day. If you'd like to help people, then being a doctor is a-okay. Helping other people is what this world's all about. The show is about people, things, and ideas. All coming into contact. The show is about people and things and ideas. All coming into contact. The show is about people and things and ideas. All coming into contact. Thank you. Whoops. Here you go, Jackson. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope you remember to never run into the street. It's best to ask a grown-up for help. Okay. I'll remember. Well, I'd better be going. I need to patrol the rest of the park. Bye-bye. Bye. See you later, Officer Billups. <laughs> Federal Hatch Act. You know I love country music and I practice daily on my attitude. Cockamamie ukulele with my daily ukulele playing ain't gonna get me far. I need to get.
Several hundred dollars worth of electronics If I'm ever gonna get to be a country western star Gotta get me some dollars and cents Dollars and cents Them greenback fills with the pictures of the president Wow Nah, so that before. That's like that series you find in nature. Like the face of a sunflower. Chill out, you know, see this map everywhere. Although you can't afford to buy that new equipment yet, you got a couple hundred bucks saved up in your birthday stash. Why not deposit them dollars in the bank instead? Then at the end of the year you come out way ahead because the bank will pay you money in exchange for the use of your cash. Hey, I'm... Hey, Max? 1326, restate my assumptions. One, mathematics is the language of nature. Until we would ask the Department of Education to slow down long enough for the House of Representatives to at least look at the regulations so that everybody could understand them, so there could be some real input. And we won that debate by a vote of 150 to 47. Which... Hello, Starcaters, and welcome. We're backstage warming up for today's action, and our two players are getting ready to compete on some of the world's most exciting video arcade games. Right now, players, if you're ready, let's play Starcade. It's fairly significant, and the Department of Education said, we're doing it anyway. And they are doing it anyway. If you got involved now, what they would say to you is, this is a done deal. Nothing you can do about it, it's a done deal. But first of all, that's not true because the student learning outcomes have not been passed in final form. No one has signed them. No one has even seen the final form yet. And secondly, the legislature has the power to override the bureaucracy if they want to. And that's where you get involved, is at the legislative level. You ignore the bureaucracy and focus on the elected people. That's... 99% prison vote Democratic. So they knew exactly who they were removing from the voter list. There was no guesswork here. You had a Republican governor whose brother was running as a Republican for President of the United States, deciding how many of these potential Democratic votes were going to be cast. In January 2001, the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights held hearings in Florida on voting irregularities. The commission heard testimony from George Bruder, project manager. On the day the joint session of both the House of Representatives and the Senate was to certify the election results, Al Gore, in his dual role as outgoing vice president and president of the Senate, presided over the event that would officially anoint George W. Bush as the new president. If any congressman wanted to raise an objection, the rules insisted that he or she had to have the signed support of just one senator. Mr. President, and I take great pride in calling you that, um, I must object because of the overwhelming evidence of official misconduct, deliberate fraud, and an attempt the chair to the remind members that under Section 18 of Title III, United States Code, no debate is allowed in the joint session. Thank you, Mr. President. To answer your question, Mr. President, the objection is in writing, signed by a number of members of the House of Representatives, but not by a member of the Senate. Uh, Mr. President, it is in writing and signed by several House colleagues, 
on behalf and myself of the 27,000 voters of Duval County in which 16,000 of them are African Americans that was disenfranchised in this last the, election. Uh, is the objection signed by a member of the Senate? Not signed by a member of the Senate. The Senate is missing. Mr. President, it is in writing signed by myself on behalf of many of the diverse constituents in our country, especially those who would like congressional districts, and all American voters who recognize that the Supreme Court, not the people of the United States, decided the direction. Is the objection uh, signed by the Senate? Unfortunately, Mr. President, it is not signed by one single senator. Since I can ever mention you, you down on my level for the person of your choice. You're also choosing state electors who will have the final voice. They're called the Electoral College and they'll need to stipulate who the voters have selected to be the winner in each state. In writing and signed by a member of the House and a senator. The objection is in writing and I don't care that it is not, it is not signed by a member of the Senate. The, uh, the chair will advise that the rules do care, and uh, the Not a single senator came to the aid of the African Americans in Congress. One after another, they were told to sit down and shut up. And it's a sad day in America, Mr. President, when we can't find a senator to sign the gentleman, objections. The gentleman will suspend. The president, gentleman will the gentleman will suspend. working with the brother of the presidential candidate. We thought that the issue of race and voting was settled in 1965 after the assassination of Martin Luther King Voting Rights Act of 65. Now we're back to the basic issue. Do black people have the right to vote? Except this time it's not George Wallace standing in the doorway of a schoolhouse saying segregation now and forever. Now it's done quietly and with computers.
as well be, Dylan. State-of-the-art animatronics enhanced with bioorganic grafting, bull tendons, nerve bundles from a live Doberman. You're still listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. This is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. You can hear it every night from Tuesday, 6 till 7 p.m. You can listen to it after you've missed it or before you've missed it on the internet at counterfolk.com slash last ever. Information and online audio archives to listen to are available there. You're halfway through Ken's last ever radio extravaganza, which is created live while you're listening, improvised. If you can figure out what it means, the proper thing to do is to write it down, fold it up, mail it in to 472-5667. Please keep listening until 7 o'clock to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best
You may be placed directly on the air. 472-5667 to contribute sounds or images for the improvement of the listening audience. Of all the places that work on the land, humans have had one of the most The need to produce food for a growing world led to the enormous use, and sometimes overuse, of the land. In our search for more efficient ways to grow food, we often fail to Today, we're learning to live with the land, discovering better ways to grow food that will assure both human and environmental well-being. Yeah, you may be listening. 5667 folk.com 
Please participate. When you visit a webpage, we can alter full to the recording.com slash live sounds. And this speaking, you'll be able to the recording on to show how the live sounds. Yet you may be listening, speaking on that same recording to show that it's not live sounds right now. You may be the speaking to the recording, but if it's the right time live sounds, you can still call speaking to the recording or seven to the live sounds. Speaking to the recording of the live sound. Speaking the recording. Speaking live to the recording of the live sound. Speaking to the recording. Speaking the live sound. On that same web, speaking show that's to the recording right now. The live sound. Speaking right to the recording of the live sound. Best happy hour. What you do? Best part of success. And they're all making a mold that I can use 
agreed with. So I just kind of say that's a lie, or that's important, or having a voice. And for about 10 minutes, I couldn't lose my mouth. I wasn't going to be able to say that you don't agree, or that you don't like I just had to lay there with my eyes. I couldn't be able to say it even to one other And listening to NPR and the news was trying to keep me safe. And there were all these statements being said that I completely disagreed with. And I just realized how important it is to say that's a lie, or that's a or romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, Best sushi, so what about best the pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour, best barbecue, best tacos, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour, or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour, or cheap deal, best barbecue. Best taco, best sushi, best pizza, best veggie burger, best new restaurant, best romantic dinner spot, best happy hour, or cheap deal, best barbecue, best taco, best sushi. It's 
up your attachment and some of you have heard me use the metaphor of the wake alan watts talked about the wake is not what drives the boat the wake is just a trail that is left behind that's all it is and so is the wake of your life and the wake doesn't make the boat go and neither does the wake of your life the reason why your life is going in the direction that it is the wake is a trail that is left behind and it's an illusion to believe that it is the cause your suffering or your struggles or your difficulty.
Last or Radio Extravaganza. Ken's Last or Radio Extravaganza. Created live for the next 30 minutes. Please listen. Or please don't. Best happy hour or cheap deal. Best barbecue. Best taco. Who can turn the world on for the smile? Who can take a nothing day and certainly make it all
ever radio extravaganza. This is still Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. You can listen to it live while it's being created every Tuesday night from 6 until 7 p.m. Or you can listen on a computer on the internet via a webpage that has the archives of the past shows that have already happened. They were live. They're not live anymore. You can pretend. You can visit the webpage counterfolk.com slash last ever. It's hard to remember that. And you can type in Ken's last ever radio extravaganza into a search engine. And there you would find and you would listen and you would hear. This has been a live performance of Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. To find out what sources were mixed together while it was all happening, you could visit that same webpage or you can send email to ken at counterfolk.com. Or you can ask me questions since I'm here doing this. This is happening now and I'm right here. The phone number is 512-472-5667. You can only call that and get me when you're listening to this live. If you're listening to the archive of this, it makes very little sense. But why not call anyway? Speak to somebody. Say hello. For the next two weeks on Ken's Last of the Radio Extravaganza, you'll be hearing rebroadcasts that were live, but they're not live anymore. But they're very nice indeed. You'll be hearing George and Adolf, and the following week you'll be hearing Bludgeoning the Unconvinced. And then, in three weeks, Tuesday, 6 to 7 as usual, you'll hear a new live show as it's happening. That does not happen quite yet. Thanks again for listening. This has been Ken's Last of the Radio Extravaganza. KOOP Austin is going off the air where the views expressed are those of the engineers and nobody else and 91.7 FM will be taken over momentarily by KVRX Co-op will return to the airwaves tomorrow morning at 9 Thanks again for listening This has been Ken's last ever radio extravaganza counterfolk.com slash last ever Ken at counterfolk.com 
think it is happening. I think it has begun that you are listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Today and right now is the only time that you may listen to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Because it is Tuesday between the hours of 6 and 7 p.m. or because you are listening to an archived recording on the webpage at counterfolk.com slash last ever and you happen to be listening to this one even though it's not today anymore. The fact still remains this is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Please keep listening for the next hour. It is created live while you are listening. It is improvised. And it is, most importantly,
if not the more severe crime of aggression, major war crime. But let's give the benefit of the doubt to Washington and assume that it's only international terrorism. It surely satisfies the official U.S. definition of terrorism, which was uh, formulated at the same time, the early 80s. Uh, that is, the calculated use of violence or the threat of violence to attain goals that are political, religious, or ideological in nature. We go back to James Bennett's description of the U.S.-Israeli invasion of Lebanon fits that case, that definition precisely. Uh, furthermore, by far the more, most extreme acts of terrorism, international terrorism, uh, in the region uh, in those years, the 1980s, were either U.S.-initiated uh, or U.S.-backed, and that included the peak year of international terrorism, 1985, it was picked as the peak story of the year. Uh, these facts are misrepresented here in a most astonishing, revealing way. I'll come back to it if you like, uh, but the facts are quite clear. Uh, you may recall that President Reagan's special envoy to the Middle East, who was more or less in charge of all of this, was a gentleman named Donald Rumsfeld, who's now running the military component of the current war on terror. Uh, Reagan's ambassador to Honduras, who supervised the international terrorist operations for which the United States was condemned by the World Court, is John Negroponte, who's now running the diplomatic component of the current war on terror at the United Nations. This is hardly ancient history. It bears rather directly on the current phase of the war on terror that was declared by the Reagan administration 20 years ago when it took office uh, with much the same rhetoric as today and, was, and the same personnel uh, and was conducted in ways that may easily be forgotten here uh, but are not forgotten by the victims. Or you can go back to the Reagan, very passionate about free markets for everyone else. Uh, meanwhile, they boasted in the American business community correctly that they had done more, that they instituted more protection than any post-war administration. Or you can go back to the Reaganites, who were also very passionate about free markets for everyone else. Uh, meanwhile, they boasted in the American business community correctly that they had done more, that they instituted more protection than any post-war American administration, in fact, more than all of them combined. Uh, they had doubled import restrictions, uh, blocking uh, and recap helped uh, poured public funds into major industries to enable them to recapitalize, uh, to pr protect the, in fact, reconstruct the steel industry and the automotive industry, and semiconductors and so on, uh, which would have disappeared if they'd opened the market. Uh, the Thatcherites in England were about the same. Uh, government expenditures relative to GNP stayed pretty constant, although it went to the general population collapsed. Um, uh, but what's interesting about the hysteria, and it was real hysteria, I mean, the examples that I cited are, are illustrative, uh, is uh, that it illustrates that the traditional hatred for democracy among privileged elites, which is after all not very surprising because democracy would threaten privilege, uh, that this is not just hatred of democracy, but it's passionate hatred of democracy. If the mob, the rabble, ever begins to become involved in something like requesting that their representatives do something, uh, well, you know, the civilization is coming to an end. Uh, so prisons are going up, uh, and uh, uh, it's uh, and that has a lot of side benefits. Uh, apart from just getting rid of the 
a superfluous population. It is a source of cheap labor, so prison labor is way up. Uh, cheap labor, even unions, no benefits, they don't get out of line. Uh, for, and that also naturally undercuts wages elsewhere. So, uh, what about deregulating the labor market? Well, uh, same process. Actually, that was done by simply criminal behavior. Uh, the best view of this in was in the Business Week. Uh, the Reagan administration, as they point out, essentially informed the corporate world that they were not going to enforce the law. Uh, there are laws, you know, much hated laws like the Wagner Act on it, uh, that give you the right to organize, and the Reagan administration simply informed business and enforcement. Uh, so the number of illegal firings uh, went up by about a factor of six. Well, why is it happening now, say 30 years ago? Uh, one proposal is it's the market and it's mysterious wisdom, <laughs> put that aside. Uh, this is perfectly conscious social policy and also hence under social control. Second is we live in lean and mean times, we've got to tighten our belts. Complete nonsense. I mean, if you would look at the business press, they're just ecstatic. They have been for years. Um, business Week just came out a couple of days ago with the annual issue on the top 1,000 corporations. Uh, the headline is, 1995 was one for the books. Uh, America's, most, no, sorry, America's most valuable companies grew even more valuable by a record 35%. That's these lean and mean times we're in. Uh, another headline in Business Week reads, the problem now, what to do with all that cash uh, as the coffers of corporate America are overflowing with surging profits. Uh, another one talks about the government. What a great government. It says the Gingrich Congress represents a milestone for business. Never before have so many goodies been showered so enthusiastically on America's entrepreneurs. Well, uh, all of these uh, current measures share one fundamental principle. And I guess really part of it. Uh, first, well, two, two related fundamental principles. One is they transfer wealth to the wealthy, and the second is they transfer decision-making power to the wealthy. Uh, so all of them have the effect, just think it through, what all, every one of them has the effect of putting more power to make decisions into the hands of unaccountable private firms, what we call corporations, basically totalitarian institutions, uh, but they're un mostly unaccountable. Uh, and uh, uh, that's the effect, you think through the examples, every case of the Washington Consensus applied at home has exactly this effect. Uh, and a good part of the propaganda system has the same goal, in this case, surely conscious. Uh, they're telling us just what they think. You know, the United States wants to silence the one free t television channel in the Arab world because it's broadcasting a whole range of things from all over Osama bin Laden. So the U.S. is now joining the repressive regimes of the Arab world to try to shut it up. But if you listen to it, if you listen to what bin Laden says, it's worth it. I and mean, there are plenty of interviews. And there are plenty what of about interviews the by Reservoir of Support. Well, it's not hard to find out what that is. One of the good things that's happened since September 11th is that some of the press and some discussion has begun to open up to some of these things. The best one, the to my knowledge, is the Wall Street Journal, which right away began to run, within a couple of days, serious reports, searching serious reports on the reasons why people of the region, even if they hate bin Laden and despise everything he's doing, nevertheless 
support him in many ways and even regard him as the conscience of Islam. The U.S. doesn't want to present evidence because it wants to be able to do it to act without evidence. That's a crucial part of the reaction. You'll notice that the U.S. did not ask for Security Council authorization, which they probably could have gotten this time, not for pretty reasons, but because the other permanent members of the Security Council are also terrorist states. They are happy to join a coalition against what they call terror, namely in support of their own terror. Like Russia wasn't going to veto it, they love it. That brings us back to the question, what is terrorism? I've been assuming we understand it, but what is it? Well, there happen to be some easy answers to this. There is an official definition. You can find it in the U.S. Code or in U.S. Army manuals. A brief statement of it taken from a U.S. Army manual is uh, fair enough. Is that terror is the calculated use of violence or the threat of violence to attain political or religious ideological goals through intimidation, coercion, or instilling fear. Well, let's drop that and turn to the fourth question, a narrow one. What are the origins of the September 11th crimes?
at least some parties may choose not to believe it, but you are listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Well, I guess it goes from God to Jerry to you to the cleaners. Right? I've been thinking about your laser solution. Oh, good. I, I figure you've increased the power output to six megawatts. Yeah, about that. What would you use that for? Making enormous Swiss cheese. leading Western reporters, if you don't want to listen to his own voice, Robert Fisk and others. That's terrorism. That's a fair enough definition. So the U.S. probably could have gotten Security Council authorization, but it didn't want it. That's it. Now, the Wall Street Journal and others, are they're not surveying public opinion. They're surveying the opinion of their friends. Just like forcing welfare mothers to work. Meanwhile, military industry shot up the arms sales or booming thing that's all publicly subsidized. And what he's been saying is pretty consistent for a long time. And it didn't want it because it follows a long-standing principle, which is not George Bush. It was explicit in the Clinton administration, articulated, and goes back much further. And that is that we have the right to act unilaterally. It's reasonable to accept that. The problem is it can't be accepted. Because if you accept that, all the wrong consequences follow. Bankers, uh, professionals, international lawyers, uh, businessmen tied to the United States, you know, people uh, they, who they interview in McDonald's restaurants, which is an elegant restaurant, they're wearing fancy American clothes. That's the people they're interviewing because they want to find out what their attitudes are. And their attitudes are very explicit, very clear, and in many ways consonant with the message of uh, bin Laden and others. Uh, during these close to 200 years, the United States expelled or mostly exterminated the indigenous population, many million people, conquered half of Mexico, carried out depredations all over um, the region, Central America, sometimes beyond, conquered Hawaii and the Philippines, killing several hundred thousand Filipinos in the process. Since the Second World War, it's extended reach around the world in ways I don't have to describe. Well, let's start with right now. I'll talk about the situation in Afghanistan. I'll just keep to uncontroversial sources like the New York Times. Uh, according to the New York Times, um, there are seven to eight million people in Afghanistan on the verge of starvation. That was true actually before September 11th. Right, they were surviving on international aid. On September 16th, the Times reported, I'm quoting it, that the United States uh, demanded from Pakistan the elimination of truck convoys that provide much of the food and other supplies to Afghanistan's civilian population. Now, that's the culture in which we live, and it reveals several facts. Uh, one is the fact that terrorism works. It doesn't fail. It works. Violence usually works. That's world history. And secondly, it's a very serious analytic error to say, as is commonly done, that terrorism is a weapon of the weak. Like other 
means of violence is primarily a weapon of the strong, overwhelmingly in fact. It is held to be a weapon of the weak because the strong also control the doctrinal systems and their terror doesn't count as terror. Now there is a major effort right now at the UN to try to develop a comprehensive treaty on terrorism. When Kofi Annan got the Nobel Prize, you'll notice he was reported as saying we should stop wasting time on this and really get down to it. But there's a problem. If you use the official definition of terrorism in the comprehensive treaty, you're going to get completely the wrong results. We don't want international authorization because we act unilaterally. And therefore, uh, we don't want it. We don't care about evidence. Uh, we don't care about negotiation. We don't care about treaties. Uh, we're the strongest guy around, you know, toughest thug on the block. We do what we want. They are very angry at the United States because of its support of um, authoritarian and brutal regimes, its intervention to block any move towards democracy, its uh, intervention to stop economic development, its policies of um, devastating the civilian society of Iraq while strengthening Saddam Hussein, and they remember, even if we prefer not to, that the United States and Britain supported Saddam Hussein right through his worst atrocities, including the gassing of the Kurds. Bin Laden brings that up constantly, and they know it, even if we don't want to. And, of course, their support for the Israeli military occupation. As far as I could determine, there was no reaction in the United States, or for that matter in Europe, to the demand to impose massive starvation on millions of people. The threat of military strikes forced the removal of international aid workers that crippled the assistance programs. Actually, I'm quoting again from the New York Times. Uh, refugees reaching Pakistan after arduous journeys from Afghanistan are describing scenes of desperation and fear at home as the threat of American-led military attacks turns their long-running misery into a potential catastrophe. But it was always killing someone else. The fighting was somewhere else. It was others who were getting slaughtered, not here, not the national territory. In the case of Europe, the change is even more dramatic because its history is even more horrendous than ours. We are an off offshoot of, of Europe, basically. For hundreds of years, Europe has been casually slaughtering people all over the world. So they conquered the world by handing out candy to babies. During uh, this period, Europe did suffer murderous wars, but that was uh, European killers murdering one another. The main sport of Europe for hundreds of years was slaughtering one another. He's not the only one, though maybe he's the most eloquent. It's not a consistent over a long time, it's consistent with their actions. So there's every reason to take it seriously. Their prime enemy is what they call the corrupt and oppressive uh, authoritarian, brutal regimes of the Arab world. And when they say that, they get quite a resonance in the region. And they want to replace them by properly Islamist governments. That's where they lose the people of the region. But up till then, they're with them. From their point of view, even Saudi Arabia, the most extreme fundamentalist state in the world, I suppose, short of the Taliban, which is an offshoot, even that's not... Islamist enough for them, has he? Now, that's close to universal. I can't think of an exception, historical exception. Even the worst mass murderers viewed the world that way. So take the Nazis. They weren't carrying out terror in occupied Europe. They were protecting the population from the terrorism of the partisans. 
and like other resistance movements, there was terrorism. The Nazis were carrying out counter-terror. Furthermore, the United States essentially agreed with that. After the war, the U.S. Army did extensive studies of uh, Nazi counter-terror operations in Europe. First, I should say that the U.S. picked them up and began carrying them out itself. So that can't be done. In fact, it's even worse than that. If you take a look at the definition of low-intensity warfare, which is official U.S. policy, you find that it's a very close paraphrase of what I just read. In fact, low-intensity conflict is just another name for terrorism. Authorization is a bad thing, uh, and therefore must be avoided. There's even a name for it in the technical literature. It's called establishing credibility. Uh, the country was on a lifeline, and we just cut the line. Quoting an evacuated aid worker in the New York Times magazine. The World Food Program, the UN program, were able to resume after a couple, three weeks. In early October, they began to resume at a lower level, resume food shipment. They don't have international aid workers within, so the distribution system's hampered. That was suspended as soon as the bombing began. They then resumed, but at a lower pace, while uh, aid agencies leveled scathing condemnations of U.S. airdrops, uh, condemning them as propaganda tools, which are probably doing more harm than good. And that happens to be quoting from the London Financial Times, but it's easy to continue. After the first week of bombing, the New York Times reported in a back page inside a column on something else that by the arithmetic of the United Nations, there will soon be 7.5 million Afghans in acute need of even a loaf of bread, and there are only a few weeks left before the harsh winter will make deliveries to many areas totally impossible. Continuing to quote, but with bombs falling, the delivery rate is down to what one half of what is needed. Casual comment, which tells us that Western civilization is anticipating the slaughter of, well, do the arithmetic, three to four million people, something like that. On the same day, the leader of Western civilization, dismissed with contempt once again, uh, offers of negotiation for delivery of the alleged target, Osama bin Laden, which is harsh and brutal. It's now in its 35th year. The U.S. has been providing the overwhelming economic, military, and diplomatic support for it, and still does. Even more than that. Okay, at that point, they get very little support. But up until that point, they get plenty of support. Also, they want to defend Muslims elsewhere. They hate the Russians, uh, like poison. But as soon as the Russians pulled out of Afghanistan, they stopped carrying out terrorist acts in Russia. That's, uh, the only reason it came to an end in 1945 had nothing to do with democracies not making war on each other and other fashionable notions. It had to do with the fact that everyone understood that the next time they play the game, it's going to be the end for the world, often against the same targets, the former resistance. But the military also studied the Nazi methods, published interesting studies, sometimes critical of them because they were inefficiently carried out. So there's a critical analysis into this right, into that right. But those methods, uh, with the advice of uh, Wehrmacht officers who were brought over here, became the manuals of counterinsurgency, of counterterror, of low-intensity conflict, as it's called, and are the manuals and are the procedures that are being used. That's why... Uh, all countries, as far as I know, call whatever horrendous acts they're carrying out counterterrorism. We have to call it counterinsurgency or low-intensity conflict. 
So that's a serious problem. You can't use the actual definitions. You gotta carefully find a definition that doesn't have all the wrong consequences. There are some other problems. Uh, some of them came up in December 1987 at the peak of the first war on terrorism. That's when furor over the plague was peaking. And uh, the United Nations General Assembly passed a very strong resolution against terrorism, condemning the plague in the strongest terms, calling on every state to fight against it in every possible way. I passed unanimously. One country, Honduras, abstained. Two votes against the usual two, United States and Israel. Why should the United States and Israel vote against a major resolution condemning terrorism in the strongest terms, in fact, pretty much the terms that the Reagan uh, administration was using. Well, there's a reason. There was one paragraph in that long resolution which said that nothing in this resolution infringes on the rights of people struggling against racist and colonialist regimes or foreign military occupation to continue their resistance with the assistance of others, other states, states outside, and their just cause. Well, the United States and Israel can't accept that. The main reason that they couldn't at the time was because of South Africa. South Africa was officially called an ally. There was a terrorist force in South Africa. It was called the African National Congress. They were a terrorist force, officially. South Africa, on contrast, was an ally. And uh, we certainly couldn't support actions by a terrorist group uh, struggling against a racist uh, regime, that would be impossible. And of course there's another one, uh, namely the Israeli-occupied territories, now going into its 35th year, supported primarily by the United States, blocking a diplomatic settlement for 30 years now, it still is, and you can't have that. There was another one at the time, Israel was occupying southern Lebanon and uh, was being combated by what the U.S. calls a terrorist force, Hezbollah, which in fact succeeded in driving Israel out of Lebanon. If you'd like to contribute your words or your sounds right at this moment, you may attempt to do so if you called... 472-5667 You might be placed on the air and then into the air your words and sounds and thoughts might travel into other people's air 472-5667 I just wondered uh, where you got those Noam Chomsky clips. They're right here. I mean, I mean, where? What is the origin? Um, you mean where was he speaking? When uh, was he speaking? No, where could I find it so I could view it in its entirety or the whole thing? Well, Noam Chomsky lectures and recordings are quite available on the internet. There are many ways to find them. All right, thanks. Enjoyed it. Bye. 
This person seems to think that we've been listening to Noam Chomsky. If you feel otherwise, or if you feel the same as yourself, if you feel differently from yourself, these are circumstances under which you can call 472-5667 and you'll be speaking to whomever you'd like to speak. Could be me, could be others. You could speak to Noam Chomsky by calling Three times the charm. <laughs> Just playing, guys. I hate the guy, too. Peace. Another hater of peace. Calling up here at 472-5667. I think the reason that people call 472-5667 is largely because they've called 472-5667. Yeah, it's weird to be on the air because it's strange. I can hear the radio. That's your radio. You're going to hear a click and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah. 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 Patty. My radio station. Look. Gotta love it. First time to turn. Why not? Peaceful loving machine. Actually, this is a bad trip, Sam. I love peace. I want to get peace all wet. And then I want to fuck it. They're calling the number. They know the number. Someone told them. They found out. They feel compelled to use it by forces known or unknown to them or others.
What are you looking at right now? Three with a overdrive. Yes. There's going to be this click sound. It doesn't mean you've been disconnected. It means somebody else is connected. Hello. Hello. Hey, I'm really glad. I'm glad I too. I wish there were more radio stations like this one. I wish there were more radios. Yeah. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Sometimes it's helpful if people, people who are glad would call back. Try one more time calling 472-5667. We might be able to hear them better. Because the number that they called is 472-5667. I think the more people who call, the more radios there will be. And I think that's what that person wanted. The person wanted more radios. Is that right? That's correct. This is actually someone else who supports radio. This radio station, in particular, standing on the corner, I looked up into a rain calm and I felt a little peculiar. Peculiar. And I started to think, what if I was to walk down to the bar and get myself a drink? Would I meet my wife there? Into her eyes I would stare and see myself looking back, a mirror with two souls. Wow. One-eyed Jack, Suicide King, I'll take both of those on the flop, my friend, and take the pot on home, because I love to win big, I'm a gambling fool. He's a whistling fool, is what I think. I think that, um, again, it's helpful to call back to uh, try to like this special race here. Whoever calls gets through, and whoever calls right afterwards has trouble getting through. And then the third person, well, like we said, the third time is the charm. 4725667. Support whatever notion it is that you would like to support. You may be doing that already. Hello. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, my God. I can't believe I got through. I've been sitting here listening to you guys play that song forever, and I was wishing you guys would be quiet. I'm echoing real bad. I'm you're, in the car. You're Sorry. echoing very well, actually. <laughs> Should I echo some more? <laughs> I really like Hello. that song a lot. And I'm driving home. I've been on the highway for like 35 minutes now, and yeah. it really made my drive much better. Thank you. It's all about driving. It, it, well, really not. It's just not feeling the mood, and I'm not getting frustrated, which I wouldn't be. It's true. It's not all about driving. So what are you going to play next? Uh, a you or the next person is what? No, what, what song are you going to play song. next? Song. I don't know if I have songs. 
You don't have to talk. You just have stuff you're playing in the background. I think um, it's when people call and they play these songs, like this person, the click is going to happen. I promise you, you're still there. It's, yeah, I'm here. And this, who else is there? I'm sorry? Someone else there? Do you have no, someone? Oh, there's someone with you, I think. No, I'm by myself. I'm in my car alone. I heard a voice. No, this is Dave. Oh, see, who's, so you've got Dave. I think he's in the back yeah, seat, Dave's maybe. Who's Dave? He's in the back seat, maybe, or he's calling from your trunk? No, I'm in a truck. I'm in a two-seater truck. I'm trying to open the trunk. Help me out. Oh, I hear somebody, right. though. That's weird. Right. So, listen, I just wanted to say thank you for making my drive more peaceful. Thank you. Amen. Good night. Yeah. Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to relate a story. You know, cause we had this whole political thing going on with the song. My second time in the UK, when George Bush he elected, uh, everybody there was saying, you Americans are stupid. How'd you vote this cowboy as president? I was like, I didn't vote for him. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. I'm afraid that if you'd like to make a call, you will have to hang up and try again. That is the nature of the present nature. While we're waiting for that next call to come in at 472-5667, I might let you know that you're listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. You can hear Ken's last ever radio extravaganza here on the radio every Tuesday night from 6 until 7 p.m., or you can listen to archives of shows that have happened in the past. Soon enough, this very show, which is happening now, all shows are created live. You can listen on the internet. The address is counterfolk.com slash last ever, or you can just call up right now, like this person right here. Hola. Oh, hello. How are you? Um, here I am. All right. <laughs> well... It's kind of gloomy outside, huh? But how is it inside? Uh, trying to keep warm, keep dry. My, uh, my brother just left to go to Baghdad again. And everyone should save themselves before they have to go back. Why did he choose to go to Baghdad again? He went to Baghdad to go for college and they said he was too young to go there to war so he had no problem and six months later they sent him to Baghdad and he got to come back for 10 days for a visit and then he had to turn around and go back there and if he could stay here he would but when you sign that piece of paper you're like kind of you know, attached to their hip for the rest of your life, and you're in control, they're controlled of you, you know? People should think very carefully when they sign pieces of paper. Yeah, they think it's for college, they think it's for whatever, but they end up going over there, and they're so young, and they're just pencil pushers, and they get thrown in there, and then they're like, oh shit, I don't want to be here. What am I doing here? I don't want to be in the ocean either. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I don't want anyone else to go there. No one has any any reason to be there whatsoever. But at least people are starting to get aware now, huh? People might 
might be aware of things. I'm not sure what they're aware of or who's making them aware, but um, there's always an opportunity to make people more aware of whatever it is you think that they should be made more aware of. Yeah. Thank you for making us more aware of some things we may or may not have been aware of. Yeah, people open your eyes. Jesus Christ, we're losing, we're losing our country over this greedy bastard. Well, actually, not him. His family and his friends. And, and we don't need to do that. Why can't we do something about it, you know? Well, we're going to be in this forever. Uh, during the first Gulf War, Saddam Hussein was weak. And after we put three-quarters of the country in a no-fly zone, after pulverizing 80% of his tanks, uh, he had nothing. But we went in anyway, but being a vet, I'm predicting that every single person that's in the military right now will spend some time in Iraq. And we'll soon not be listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza anymore. Because you have been listening to Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. To listen to the shows that you've missed, today's show, I don't think you're missing it. If you want to hear a different show, if you want to hear this one again, or the parts of this show that you have missed or will soon choose to miss, perhaps you won't hear the last 30 seconds of the show, you can search on a search engine, type Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. That will bring you to a webpage, which is at counterfolk.com slash last ever. You can pick shows from the last 10 years of performances and live radio shows of Ken's last ever radio extravaganza, or listen next Tuesday from 6 until 7 p.m. for whatever it is that happens then. Thank you. You've made my night. KOP Austin goes off the air now. KVRX comes on. KOP Austin will return to the air tomorrow at 9. Thanks for listening. Radio Extravaganza, Tuesday nights, 6 until 7 p.m. And on the internet all the time, counterfolk.com slash last ever. Please, please, please send your feedback. Please. Everyone who's listened and called, email ken at counterfolk.com to send reactions and just to say hello. Ken at counterfolk, F-O-L-K, dot com. Ken's last ever Radio Extravaganza.
there's a million things to be you know that there are and if you want to live high live high and if you want to live low live low because there's a million ways to go you know that there are <laughs>
bottom of the sea. There's a hole, there's a hole, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a flea on a hair, on a ward, on a frog, on a knot, on a log. Allow me to highlight some important New York vocabulary words. First word, bodega. A bodega is a corner store that's open pretty much 24 hours most of the time. You can get almost anything in a bodega. Bodegas are our friends. Yo, bro, man, I, I need to uh, back yeah, to sleep with this. I, I, I know it ain't right for me. I'll be killing my ass. You know, I'm saying it's like the streets are crazy right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like crazy. Where the scary out there right now. And some batteries. Yo, what up? Welcome to the bodega. Sometimes you gotta run down to the store, you know what I mean? Pick up a few things. Bag of Twinkies, carton of milk. <laughs> Sometimes you may just need some advice. You pick the right spot, man. This is your store. Welcome to the bodega. to Bodega Pop Live on WFMU's Give the Drummer Radio. Uh, my name is Gary, and I have with me in the studio, Studio C here in Jersey City, a special guest. Hello, everyone. This is Bronwyn B. of Acid Jazz Hands. Very happy to be with you tonight. So I'm so thrilled that, uh, Bronwyn, you've done, you did a show before Acid Jazz Hands as well on uh, on the radio. I did. It was called Love is Only Sleeping, and I was playing a lot of show tunes, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want to only play show tunes. That's so a, that's what I did. And that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a commitment. Yeah. I've, I've heard your show, and it's amazing. I don't, Thank I, you. I, I'm hoping that many of people on this, who are listening tonight, will have heard your show. I'm assuming that they probably have. Um, one of the two, probably both. Uh, but it is a phenomenal show, and I'm so glad that uh, I'm very, very happy that you um, agreed to do this, the marathon show with me, because uh, I think we're going to have a little bit of a face-off tonight. We are. And uh, it's going to involve drama. Now, I don't have a lot of, you know, literally show tunes, but I do have some dramatic moments that I'll be posting up against yours, and uh, we'll see who wins. It's up to the listeners to let us know. <laughs> um, and then we're also going to be, of course, giving away prizes and talking about WFMU and generally raising money and uh, morale. Yeah! All right, so I think um, 
I, I think um, we're both discombobulated. We both work uh, very sort of hardcore jobs and yes. got out of them rather late and are here sweating uh, and uh, hands uh, wiggling or whatever. So I'm, I'm going to just throw on a song here. This is from one of the prizes, and it's an, um, I actually have this. I bought this a long time ago. Well, not a long time ago, but a few months ago. It's amazing. Um, this is uh, – oh, God, I can barely read her, her name. Um, I am – I'm lost without my glasses. I'm also lost. It's a Kofa. It's a Kofa. Do you guys have you guys? Do you guys know this woman? She's phenomenal. I can't remember if she's from Cameroon or where, but I'm going to look her up. And uh, this album, which is tremendous, is going to be up for grabs for the, to someone who pledges during this program uh, twenty dollars. So um, yeah, so pledge, stick around, listen, whatever you want to do, uh, hang out. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time. Woo woo! Mama, mm-hmm. 